uh, being Vietnamese American, I'm, I'm second generation Vietnamese American. Uh, I was always kind of warned by uh, generally mostly older Vietnamese Americans to watch what I say and do. Uh, that uh, there have been people in in the community who have been murdered uh, uh, for saying things or doing things that were perceived as as pro-communist or very left-leaning and, and uh, or sympathize with with the communist regime in Vietnam. And so, I mean, I, I got this over and over. And I mean, I, I I was also aware and mindful of of, of protests and, and demonstrations uh, that were carried out against you know various different people in the community, from you know Philadelphia to to where where you are in, in Orange County to up here where I am in, in the Bay Area. Uh, and, and, I mean, this stuff was happening all, all around the country. And, and, and so, you know, I, I was just so curious, like, well, you know, people was warning me that people were killed, but who are these people? You know, who, who are these individuals that may have been, you know, politically assassinated? And so it was around, I think, 2005 or so, um, I started, you know, really, you know, out of my own deep curiosity for this this kind of hidden chapter in American history, I I started, you know, researching and digging and asking older Vietnamese Americans, uh, you know, if they could, you know, share some stories. Uh, and it was really hard because a lot of people didn't want to talk about it or they didn't really, you know, know much about it either other than the that these deaths kind of like served as almost like a boogeyman in, in the community. Um, but I was fortunate to, to, to come across some, some news articles, uh, you know, uh, around the killings. And one of the, the individuals that I, I learned about was a, a young guy named, um, young Vietnamese man named Lum Zung. And Lum's story really st- struck a, a deep core with, uh, with me because of my own background in, in youth work and, and community organizing. Um, because Lum uh, was was gunned down when he was 27 in San Francisco, and it was there in San Francisco in the late 70s where he founded a, a youth center, uh, the Vietnamese Youth Center, the, the Vietnamese Youth Development Center. And so his story, uh, and, and he was also the first uh, Vietnamese to be uh, reportedly uh, assassinated where an anti-communist group, a shadowy anti-communist group, claimed responsibility. And this group would go on and claim responsibility for a number of killings that happened around the country. Um, and so it just made it just made sense because I, I lived up here. I was also actually interested in some of the other victims' stories as well. But uh, in terms of resources, in terms of... Uh, of Mostly resources and access. Uh, it just made the most sense to try to focus on on this person's story and through Lum's story uh, explore how how um, what I I I, I believe is how the Vietnam War kind of continued and carried on over here on U.S. soil. Uh, when did when did he come to the U.S. then? Well, uh, Lum came in 1971, oh. and yes, he he actually. Uh, there's a couple of things that were very interesting about Lum is, is that he, you know, he wasn't, I'm, I'm the, 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 the child of a refugee who came in 75. Um, and a lot of times when people look at Vietnamese American history, it, it begins with the fall of Saigon. 
and uh, the mass exodus of, of, of what many people consider as the first wave of refugees that came, you know, not only to the U.S., but around the, the world uh, seeking exile. Um, but Lum uh, came to America um, as an exchange student um, through a uh, program, an international program called American Field Service. And the American Field Service is actually still around. Um, you can go to their website and check them out. And so at the time, he was selected as one of, I think, a handful of Vietnamese, uh, by Vietnamese American uh, high school students to come and study in America. And um, he had a short stint in, 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 in Athens, Georgia, and apparently, uh, according to his family members, uh, you know, he encountered a lot of racism there. And so he, he asked the uh, AFS to try to send him somewhere else, and um, he ended up uh, getting to go to Oberlin, uh, Oberlin Ohio, and uh, finishing his high school uh, years at Oberlin High School, and, can, and remaining in Oberlin and uh, going on to Oberlin College, which, you know, I've heard people call like the Berkeley of the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Definitely. It was a, a liberal arts college that was very progressive at, at the time, and uh, probably even now. And uh, so um, I, I think that's a good period that uh, most Americans and most Vietnamese Americans don't realize that there was actually an earlier wave of Vietnamese uh, immigrants who were actually much more independent uh, of, uh, of this uh, in terms of politically. And uh, I've, I, for instance, I've interviewed Ngovin Long, who's a professor, and he was a leader in this group of uh, Vietnamese uh, who were studying in the U.S. during the war, who were against U.S. imperialism, actually. And they spoke out against it. And the VSA at the time, the Vietnamese Student Association, even in Fullerton, uh, put out uh, newsletters attacking... They had um, a newsletter that was actually uh, criticizing uh, the American ego for... Uh, they had a graphic of an American ego uh, grabbing a chicken, which was Vietnam. And so it was a visual depiction mm. of uh, imperialism, actually. Uh, and, oh, wow. and yet uh, some of the later um, analysts of uh, Vietnamese uh, uh, political literature of the period said it was just satire. And it wasn't. It was a political, it was political commentary. It wasn't satire. And uh, it was a political magazine. And so there was this small period of time where there were early pe early immigrants who actually were very critical of uh, U.S. and and were actually were critical of maybe both sides in the war and wanted uh, a kind of a third force, I guess. Um, so that's one way uh, that I'm actually I I've been trying to resurrect some of this stuff and looking at the earlier publications. Oh wow! And, uh, and then of course do documenting what happened in Orange County also <laughs> because the. And the front was quite active here, but the uh, the um, there was another case. Uh, there were two cases in God in Garden Grove. There was a case of a publisher who was killed, a Vietnamese publisher. But there was also a Caucasian uh, professor at Cal State Fullerton, um, um, Professor Cooperman, who mm -hmm. was uh, Edward Cooperman, who uh, was in charge of U.S. Uh, uh, Vietnam Scientific Exchange. He even came to my library uh, before I got here oh, and wow. got, got materials to uh, to give to Vietnam. 
in exchange after I mean so-called exchange, but uh, basically is to give them scientific uh, equipment and uh, literature to help rebuild the country after the bombings. And so, um, so for that he was pilloried as a communist, and um, his student actually was arrested and uh, charged with his killing. But the police did not uh, insist it was a political thing, and so it mm. it was just a. Uh, the guy just got a few years in prison for killing his I mean, professor. That, that's you know if if <laughs> you know this this film enforcing the silence is my my debut documentary. I I, I kind of went into this uh, not never made, making a film before, uh, but briefly on on Edward Cooperman. Um, uh, I mean, if I if I had all the resources and 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 human power. I would love to do something about, uh, uh, you know, what happened to Edward Cooperman and, and his story in particular. When I was doing research for this film, one of the people I tried to reach out to was his family, uh, and I, I, I actually uh, was able to to locate one of his daughters, and we met up and. Uh, she basically told me she didn't want anything to do with the project, and yeah. uh, that. Um, that you know, it, it's it's, and that's one of the things that, that I, I I you know, learnings for me is that uh, I came into this you know probably quite I, idealistic and naive in terms of oh people are going to want to talk about this <laughs> you know yeah. you know the, uh, this is an injustice I mean regardless of where you stand uh, on you know uh, you know on the political spectrum uh, Lum and the other victims oh I have to apologize there's a like a fire, you might want to stop it for a second here because I can hear uh, in in the yeah, in the apartment on. building in the apartment building they're <laughs> they're gonna they're testing the fire alarm. It's okay. It's just some some. It's gonna knock. it's gonna continue. Uh, it in, in a, it's more talking, right? I don't see the. I it's going to go it. off. It's going to go off in a second. Uh, my okay. apologies. Yeah, my yeah. apologies. Well, uh, when we go off, we can see how it affects it. But okay. the, uh, right now, um, I don't see anything. All right. Yeah, I have a I have a feeling that my <laughs> the sirens are gonna go <laughs> off. My apologies. My apologies. You said something uh, wrong. But <laughs> but the uh, on the uh, here we go. Goes. There we go. Uh, yes. So that's it's in the background. It's okay. It's not that loud. I can turn uh, it down a bit. Yeah. Um, uh, the sound. Uh, oh, that's it. That's it. I think. Maybe uh, they won't. It, no, it's gonna go off again. Uh, oh, you know that. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's I know that. <laughs> Again, my, my apologies. It's okay, it's okay. Uh, they, they had said it was going to be the last time, but it, <laughs> apparently that was three times ago, so... Um, yeah, I see. But, so but, it's, a, it's okay. It's actually not that... I can turn it down a bit, yeah, on the, okay, on the board here. Yeah. Um, so um, I just want to ask you about... Um, um, was this... Uh, this daughter of Kuberman would have been pretty old now, right? I mean, she's, uh, she's uh, not a... Yeah, I mean, she she rem- she remembers quite. I mean, at least from our, our when we met up, she remembered um, you know the case and 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 what had happened. I mean, if if I was a paid investigative reporter or an investigative documentary filmmaker, I mean, um, the fact that they did catch someone, and I mean specifically around this case, the fact that they did catch someone, um, and I mean they. There's all kinds of rumors and speculations around. Well, did did this group of CERN also claim credit for Edward Cooperman's murder? Um, right. Yeah. And and the the the, the legal team that represented uh, 
um, you know, the Vietnamese are, uh, um, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm being distracted by the, the sirens right now. It must be louder on your side. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the person that, that, that was charged, and I think he got off with, like, involuntary manslaughter. Yeah, for, like, three, um, a few years or something. Yeah, just three years, I think, or something like that. But I, I tried to track him down, the the person charged, but there are too many Nguyen's, right? And, I mean, I think it was a Nguyen. <laughs> I think his last name might have been Lum, La- uh, not, not like Lum. not like not like Lum Zung, but I think his name was Min Van Min Van. Lum. Oh, I don't remember now. Yeah, it, I, I, I believe it was. It was but I thought it was a yeah. common name, but in any case, but the uh, I couldn't track him down. But I did actually interview his wife uh, mm. during the high tech controversy, um, mm-hmm. but she didn't want um, she didn't really want attention drawn to her. Of course, uh, because there was this high tech controversy at the time. That's what made me think of uh, doing more work on this case. And <laughs> so uh, I do have the tapes actually of that, but just audio oh, wow. tapes of interviews wow. with her. Uh, so she was quite willing to talk actually uh, after we met. And uh, so I, I did, I'm not sure if she's still around here, but mm. uh, yeah. So that is an interesting uh, story because it um, it's a. F- it's the. I mean, I know the act, the the supporters of uh, Kuberman, who've put up a defense committee, um, uh, truly believe that it was because of his work with Vietnam and that uh, that you know that the guy was the student was set up, I guess, to do it. Uh, so there's all these theories about what happened. How come the even though this group Vosen uh, took credit, uh, is the FBI saying that this group doesn't really exist or it's just a a fake group, or is it really another group? Um, my my understanding is that, uh, uh, and maybe this isn't conveyed strongly enough in the film, but but that the 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 bureau uh, and 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 my sense is the 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 federal government uh, didn't or the Justice Department didn't really take uh, take the murders that ha- were happening in the Vietnamese American community. Uh, uh, that seriously until um, you know after uh, the murder in Garden Grove um, in '87. Yeah, uh, uh, that I'm, I'm sure you're familiar. The with. publisher, yeah, yeah, exactly, and and that's when I mean the L. My my understanding is that the L.A. Uh, field office were were the ones that were keeping the tabs on on Vosern. Uh, what they were referring to as Vosern, uh, the, the Vietnamese organization to exterminate communists. Yeah. And restore the nation, but um, you know, frankly, uh, one of the you know one of the people I interview in the film is is, is a retired FBI agent who who uh, was was oversaw saw the 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 Vosern case in San Francisco, and right? She did it from San Francisco. Yeah, ex- uh, exactly. She did it from Bay Area, yeah, yeah, Bay Area, uh, and 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 um, the thing is. Frankly, when Lum was murdered in 1981, uh, there wasn't a lot of uh, what's the word um, uh, outrage or or or, or um, concern coming from and, and requests coming from the, the the refugee community from the Vietnamese. Uh, I think my 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 sense is that it might have been partly fear. Uh, it also might have been partly because. He did have these these leftist kind of sympathies, um, and so, and then at the time, yeah. uh, my, my my sense is that also at the time, 
you know, with with the Reagan administration and just kind of the overall kind of social political uh, uh, climate in, in in the United States. Um, you know, if 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 a uh, a lefty like him or, or, or a progressive uh, community worker like him was murdered, it wasn't as it wasn't like on the priority list necessarily. But then after, you know, Bozier kept on you know leaving these communiques around. Then and and I think Vietnamese American journalists uh, in the late '80s started to um, pay attention. And then you know. Uh, my, this is my 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 theory as well, and and then you know the relations between Vietnam and, and the U.S. changing, then then you know the, then that might have been a little bit more of an impetus for for the bureau to to actually start to and in, in, you know really look into uh, this group Bozern, and so the verdict is still pretty much out there at least from from my understanding. Uh, like, does a group does this group really exist? Um, it's hard to know. I mean, uh, I think I put in the film where uh, uh, former journalist uh, Jeffrey Jeffrey Bro, Bro, Brody, Brody says, Jeff you know, Brody. no, yeah, no, nobody's ever been, you know, nobody's ever been charged in, in any of these killings, and no one in Vosern has has stepped forward. Um, and so it's one of those things. Well, it's like, you know, we don't know. I, I and um, is is so. the is the group. A spin-off of uh, the other group that you do mention a lot more, uh, National United Front for the Liberation of Vietnam. Is, what's the relationship between these two groups? Well, uh, in the film, uh, uh, the the uh, you know one of the the, the investigators that I interview uh, uh, does say that um, in her investigations or in in you know in their in the bureau's investigations, they they did focus a lot on. On uh, the National Liberation, uh, National United, United Front. Yeah. Front for the Liberation of Vietnam, uh, also known as the Front, and that they have reasons to believe that that uh, that that the Front, you know, may be linked to possibly the the the, the murders that happened around around the country. Um, I mean, she beyond that, she, she, you know, I don't know how much more she 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 didn't you know she didn't. Tell me much more than that. Did you look um, at any uh, any classi- declassified documents? You know, I uh, one of the things you know since this was my first film and, and first time to actually even do like FOIA or FOIPA uh, requests, uh, uh, I did request you know the, the the FBI files on 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 Lum and on uh, hmm. on Vosern, uh and also on the front. Um, uh, and they gave me, they, you know, uh, they gave me what they, you know, claimed to only have on, 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 on Vosern. Um, and it came back to me like maybe 200 pages or something. Uh, but, but I was also told by others that, you know, actually that, that, that file was a lot larger, but, but, you know, you, you only got this, this amount. Um, but it's, it's, you know, a lot of it's redacted. I mean, pages are missing. Uh, and so it, it's it's hard to make sense of of of, of what I received. Um, you know, um, are these from so, headquarters or from? Um, did you request it from headquarters or from the different field from both, offices? From both, hmm. from both the the San Francisco field office uh, and from from the the central uh, headquarters. Um, and there was a uh, one of my advisors on the project is a 
is an investigative reporter named Thomas Peel uh, out of uh, uh, the Bay Area. He's uh, the lead imp- reporter on a uh, on on another um, unsolved, oh, not unsolved, but uh, a, a murder case of a journalist named Chauncey Bailey, uh, an African American journalist who was murdered a couple years yeah. ago here yeah. in in yeah. Oakland, California. Yeah. So he he he's the lead pr- uh, reporter on the Chauncey Bailey project, and he was. One of the advisors that really helped me in terms of trying to, uh, you know, say the right language in, or, in order to get the, the, the right materials, uh, with, with the Bureau. Yeah, um, yeah. but I mean, I, I, uh, I, it's, you know, I, I also try to interview the, the, uh, the informant, uh, for the FBI, uh, the Vietnamese informant, uh, in terms, on the, on the Vostern case, and, and this person, you know, declined to be interviewed as well. How did well. you find out? How did you find out who it was? Um, basically, from the investigators uh, that that I interviewed, um, they gave they, away information like that. <laughs> well, I mean, they. I think, I think you know, my my, you know, like working on this project, uh, Darren. I mean, I mean, I feel, I feel like my my uh, uh, my stereotypes and my um, my understandings and just like my 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 sense of. of Folks like FBI agents or, or police detectives and, and so forth yeah. have have been a little bit more nuanced in terms of just how I, I look at them. Uh, I mean, I, I I am still critical of a lot of you know uh, law enforcement and, and federal uh, uh, law enforcement, but individuals. I mean, I mean, I think by the time that uh, the the woman that I interview in in the film is her name is Kit Wilcox and and she was the FBI agent. Um, I think by the time she got on the case. Uh, I think she, you know my my sense is that she really did try to to you know yeah. uh, track down who who may have been behind these murders, but by that point you know it's you know so many years have went by, a lot of um, not only leads but uh, but evidence is is it's all, all kind of spotty and, and and not you know it's not kept up in in in, in uh, Nice, nice ways that I don't even know if they're doing that. They kept well nowadays, but uh, but yeah, and 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 then you know, um, I I just don't know like uh, whether uh, unless they had Vietnamese uh, agents who spoke the language that knew the terrain, really familiar with the culture. Um, and uh, beyond the informants, because informants, you know, they you know. One day they could tell you they're 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 opposed to um, you know the, what happened in the community these murders, but then the other day they you know who knows where yeah. where they may stand, and so and I mean that that's become more evident with with uh, you know with post nine eleven uh, yeah sure yeah you know. that's a, there's an informant in Orange County that that's suing the FBI right now, <laughs> and, so, <laughs> uh, and so he was sent to Moss to uh, try to spy on people in the mosque. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, no, I agree with you that my initial uh, kind of reaction to the film was that, wow, you're focusing a lot on law enforcement and, uh, you know, getting, the, giving them, but in this case, I guess the law enforcement when it was investigating uh, injustice, investigating a perpetration of injustice. And a lot of times I come across law enforcement when they are, Perpetrating injustice, so that's the difference, I think. Right, exactly, and and I mean, um, 
I mean, they they did their homework on me too, <laughs> because they were you know like who who the heck is this person, this young Vietnamese American who is saying he's interested in these unsolved murders of the journalists and 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 uh, you know activists in the Vietnamese American community, and he's reaching out to us. I mean, that uh, one of the major learnings for me uh, with this first uh, ambitious film is is around access um and how in order to make a good film uh it's so important to have have access to yeah, sure. primary secondary sources and i mean even even you know uh the majority of the people i interviewed in the, in the film it took months it, you know months and months you know to to try to track down and yeah. and, and interview uh, you know, they, you know, one day they might say, yes, we're, we're open to doing it. Six months later, after t- continuing to call, um, bug, uh, write letters, or, you know, do, do whatever, uh, they finally give in or, or they say, no, sorry, you know. Yeah, um, it's frustrating, and, yeah. It's frustrating. And so, I mean, that was a major learning. I mean, it took, uh, took, yeah, months, uh, for me to, uh, I mean, but at the same time, I, I will say the, the film, uh, you know, I, I was able to, to cut something that I can, I feel confident about, and and, and yeah, no, that, I think it, I it holds together well. Uh, I know one of the criticisms from uh, UCS, USC professor uh, Viet Nguyen was that y- you didn't talk to the people that were leaders of these groups. Um, to tr- in a, in a, he thought maybe you could humanize these people instead of making them caricatures, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. But <laughs> but the uh, so any reaction to that? Um, you know, th- actually, I, you know, I, I tried to reach out to someone that was an early critic of Lum and a former co-worker of oh, his, yeah, yeah. Uh, and was unable to, to, to you know, yeah. locate him. Uh, I, I believe he might be living in Vietnam now. <laughs> uh, and that was another six-month journey. Uh, I, I did try to reach out to a couple of the, the highest-level front leaders, uh, who in, in, who were alleged to have, you know, ties to, to, um, or be, be getting tacit support from the, the U.S. government and may have, you know, been doing, getting it from, from a, uh, pretty powerful, um, uh, polit, you know, political figure, uh, who's been a major player, uh, since the 1980s or, you know, even before that, um, in, in, in Vietnam, uh, not, not as a, uh, politician in Vietnam, but as a, a military, uh, yeah. person. Uh, and, and the reality is, it was, it was like chasing after, you know, um, I don't, I, I the first word that came on my head goes, but it was, it was just really hard to, to track down people. I think um, the, the way it's, it's more through contacts and, and I knew the guy who was a spokesman for the front. Because he served on a mm. committee on a, in our library, I work in a library here, and so he served on this committee that you know is in my library, and so <laughs> I would see him at all these events. He was dressed up really immaculately, and uh, and you know, so I, I wrote about him a little bit in the in the OC Weekly. But it's uh, someday I like to really talk to him, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's kind of um, it's a, I mean, these you know these things are very unless you have the contacts, they're not going to talk to you. And so, uh, but I wanted to ask you about the Vietnamese International Film Festival uh, that, that just ended here in, at UC Irvine and other places on um, in the region. And um, did you submit it to them? 
Uh, yes, I did. I, I mm. submitted to the, the Vietnamese International Film Festival. Um, and, and you, you already mentioned, uh, yeah, the, the, in my the, blog. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you, and, or in the diacritics, uh, uh, write up of, of the film, uh, that Professor Wynn, uh, wrote. Yeah. Uh, that, that the film might have been, uh, uh, possibly too, too hot to, to be screened, uh, in Orange County. Um, do you know that for a fact? Uh, I, yes. <laughs> yes, I do know that, that it was, uh, uh, basically I was told by one of the, the directors of the, of the festival that, um, they, you know, that they believed that they would be attacked if, if they were to screen, you know, my film. That's too bad, yeah. And and as as a Vietnamese American, um, and as someone that that made this film that looks into the history of of what I I call you know uh, anti communist terror and violence, um, or you know terror and violence that that's associated with anti communism and that ideology, um, it and you know I can understand you know that the the uh that that the the fear of of retaliation and and uh of um of getting protested and and so forth and 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 as as a uh, as a new filmmaker i also understand that that like um uh, if if my film gets protested then then you know some of the extremists in the community uh a small that small segment in, in the Vietnamese American community may also protest other filmmakers' films as well um or other filmmakers' works as well but they i don't know yeah they I, haven't protested any of the films from Vietnam uh lately I mean, my, other films from Vietnam even yeah right i mean i you know of course i i i was bummed uh and i and i i, I you know, I, I do think it. You know that that it's a, truly a, a shame that that my film uh, wasn't able to screen at, at VIF at the Vietnamese International Film Festival. Um, but I do feel that, uh, uh, like it or not, that um, it has caused ca- it has brought some attention to this issue. Uh, that I feel like it's just been you know. Um, kind of brewing uh, right under the yeah. uh, surface, and and so that 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 in a sense I'm 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 pleased about. Um, I mean, uh, I I think for me, you know, like in making this film, uh, and why I chose to, uh, to focus on an individual. And initially, I was really ambitious and was like, I'm going to focus on all the victims, all the cases, you know, and and, and including Cooperman. Uh, you know the 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 non non Vietnamese, um, and then also you know reveal that you know the Vosier not only murdered people but they also claim fire, that they firebombed you know buildings and you know caused fires here and there not only even in the U.S. Vietz, but in uh, Canada. Even Noi Viet's uh, uh, delivery truck got f- uh, blown up because Noi Viet had a TV program that showed happened to show a glimpse of the Vietnamese flag on one mm. of its uh, shows. Um, and so they were firebombed, and I I also got death threats uh, on my oh. phone, and uh, yeah. So it's just I mean when I was covering these uh, kids who were uh, some were Vietnamese who were uh, being photographed by the police for gang files, so I started a group to fight that, and um, so th- I got a lot uh, death threats from uh, people who you know who didn't like what I was doing and made anti-communist uh, kind of. Uh, slurs against me 
And so, oh, wow. <laughs> and I got I got letters and as well as death threats on the phone. So it's uh, quite oh, wow. uh, quite a crazy thing in in that period. It was the uh, '90s actually. By this time, it was actually the '90s. Yeah. Wow. So, well, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, the the, the fact that um, the the film didn't screen at at uh, the festival in Orange County. Um, I mean, kind of really speaks to to this this. How the issue is still alive. It's not just something that happened in the late seventies right, and eighties. Yeah. Was that Issa? Was that Issa that told you that? Um, <laughs> uh, we're on air right now, huh? Um, so basically, you know, like it, it speaks to like kind of like the restriction on on free speech in the community. That that yeah, I, I, I believe yeah. okay. I, I believe is kind of like perhaps one of the most devastating, yet rarely discussed consequences of the war. Like that. But right now, you know, there's, 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 you know, Vietnamese Americans that still feel that, you know, they, they don't have the, the, the freedom to, 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 you know, share work uh, that's made in, in, in America. I didn't, you know, I'm, uh, you know, of course, some of the extremists in my community may also dismiss my film as communist propaganda, that I must be on the communist payroll, you know, to, in order to make something like that's this. That's a and, uh, typical and allegation, the, yeah. <laughs> and to focus on, and to focus, you know, and to, and to um, focus on Lum. But, you know, because so much is, so little is, is uh, not so much, but so little is known about each of these victims, I really wanted to try to put a human face on, on one of them. That's and, right, and, yeah. um, and I think you succeeded, yeah. Uh, actually, the Professor Nguyen's uh, spouse is on the, is head of the screening committee. So that's probably how he got the hold of the screener for mm. the film. And that's why he was being subtle about his in his commentary <laughs> about uh, the festival, and so um, yeah. So the, I mean, there's you know everybody knows everybody here, and so uh, especially in the art world, and so um, in the academic and art worlds, and so um, you know it's it's very unfortunate. I think that they wouldn't screen that when they shown a lot of other films that are probably much more controversial, um, in especially from Vietnam. Um, mm. And uh, so I, I think it's uh, it's a kind of a, you're right. It maybe indicate that it's not just that there are there are people out there that might threaten, but that people believe there are people out there. <laughs> That's just exactly. as worse. That's the actually, perception yeah, is it's the perception the, is still real. It's the pre you know pre censoring in a sense, uh, yeah, basically of uh, you know internal censoring within us that we don't want to annoy these people whoever they are outside. And I brought Dang Dan Ming to uh, UCI to show his films, and uh, I got threats from some anti-communist groups that wanted that said they would boycott UCI mm -hmm. if if he came. And so there were, you know, they always it's an intimidation thing, you know, really. It's just intimidation, and sometimes they don't mm -hmm. follow through. Uh, follow through with it. It's just a lot of talk, but you never know, right? <laughs> you never right, know. You never know. Are. I mean, in, in you know. And I have to get off the phone soon because okay. I, I'm over my time. But, yeah. but basically, <laughs> a couple, a couple of points. You know, like I, I try to the arc of the, the the documentary brings it up to the present with what happened with Madison Wynn in, in San Jose. Yes, that was good. And yeah. so that, that 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 I mean that really shows like maybe the sophistication of 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 the 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 anti-communist elements in in the community where where they've become more uh, aligned with with using. The tactics that that are still that are legal, <laughs> perhaps uh, you know. Yeah. Um, but I hope that the film, you know, is 
compels others to to you know speak out and and talk about um you know the what anti-communism has done to the Vietnamese American community and it's kind of rooted in 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 you know in the war um and I mean I I you know as as someone that is really critical of of US war you know I I I can't help but think about what what you know one generation two generations from now uh how uh, Iraqi refugees and Afghan refugees and Libyan refugees and who what have you may be doing and maybe feeling and how traumatized and 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 how divided people might be right. in their communities um unfortunately um and so so yeah you're right yeah and how would you you know how did you get funded how this thing funded you there was a foundation <laughs> that was it Puff, puffin foundation and what was god yeah that's a small i got a small grant from the puffin foundation i started the project i used to work actually for the american friends service committee oh that's right um, yeah yeah and so uh, i started uh, the the project uh uh as a sabbatical project uh, one of the the great things uh about working there was after your seventh year you can apply for a sabbatical where you can work on something that isn't necessarily your work but is is work related and so that's where I actually learned how to you know uh, uh, begin making a film yeah. I mean I really went into it with without knowing too much about filmmaking um, sure. and uh, <laughs> you know I had some really great people uh, help me along the way um, and 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 I, I, I would ideally, I would like to continue to to tell stories uh, through through you know the documentary form um, if I'm able to. Uh, I'd really like to be able to do that. Um, and so I see this as my first film, and you know, I'm I'm I, I stand behind it, uh, and I, I I hope people get to see it. Um, uh, you don't. So yeah, you don't feel threatened. Uh, you know. You know, people have asked me, "Are you scared?" And uh, and maybe we could end on that note because I, I really do need to go. Uh, but uh, people have asked me if I'm scared, and and you know, there's there's a lot of different kinds of fears. I mean, because because this is a, my first film, and I'm a new filmmaker, and so there's the the fear of just like putting your art out there, and I'm really nervous around that and how it's going to be received and and so forth. The political fear, um, it's there. You know, I have kids. You know, yeah, sure. um, uh, but at the same time, I think I because I, I chose to go down this journey. You know, a few years ago, uh, it's it's been it's it's something that I've confronted. Yeah, and of course, it's there. I mean, there was a you know when I was doing all the research and like oh you know around like the you know the the, the militant in the, the quote unquote freedom fighters in the community. Uh, you know, I was, I, you know, the fear, the fear is there. I, I live in the Bay Area, you know, San Jose, where the uh, the National United, you know, Front for the Liberation of Vietnam was founded is is in San Jose, and a lot of the the old guard yeah. may still, you know, they they still live there. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I I do like to believe that that the fear that I might have, um, you know, is something that might be shared and discussed with other Vietnamese Americans, and not only Vietnamese Americans, but just other uh, uh, Americans and, and other people who are interested in, in these kind of issues. And together, you know, we can, you know, uh, try to address it and, and talk about it. And that's what I really hope the film is able to do, is just to get people to talk, you know. I mean, that's one of the sad things is, is that, 
you know, people talk about, you know, not only what happened during the war and fleeing here and, and the trauma of, of leaving as, as boat people or, uh, you know, just leaving your homeland, uh, and, and, and the, the suffering along with it, but that there are families here that lost members, you know, uh, here in this country for possibly, you know, exercising their, their free speech, you know, such as Lum. And so, you know, he has family around, um, and they have to live with the fact that, like, their, 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 their sibling was murdered here in this country, and it may have been because he said something that, 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 and, and, and walked a different kind of walk, you know, that people, that certain element in the Vietnamese community didn't, didn't, you know, didn't like and, and, and felt like they needed to silence. Well, I want to thank you so. for bringing Lam Zhong's uh, story to life. And uh, are you going to be at the showing? Yes. Yeah. Are you going to be able to come? <laughs> yeah. It's a Saturday, so it's good luck, a uh, good, uh, good chance I can get there. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and, and you know, the 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 more more information on the film, you know, uh, my website uh, enforcingthesilence dot com www enforcingthesilence dot com, and yeah, the screening, um, the world premiere is happening in West Hollywood at the Sunset it, Five. The Sunset Five at five o'clock, right? On uh, yes, on West Hollywood. Well, thank yeah. you very much, and thanks for staying w- with me for this oh. extended. Oh. Time. Good luck. Oh, of course. And, and, and yeah, keep in touch. touch. We'll Let's keep, in, keep touch. in touch. I have your email and all that and phone number. Okay, okay. great. Thanks. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. So that was uh, director Tony Nguyen, who is the uh, courageous director of this uh, new documentary called Enforcing the Silence about the uh, spate of uh, anti-communist uh, violence in the 80s uh, especially focusing on the first incident when a um, community worker who founded the first Vietnamese American Youth Center in San Francisco as well as a community newspaper in Vietnamese language, uh, he was shot dead at the age of 27, uh, although the police have not uh, directly linked it to this anti-communism uh, hysteria there or actual fear there the uh, a group uh, calling itself um, a group to exterminate Vietnamese communists uh, took credit for this murder uh, and this was back in the early 1980s and in 1981 and yet as you heard the uh, fear of intimidation from these uh, the small minority of the Vietnamese community it must be said uh, continues because uh, Tony Nguyen's film uh, failed to get shown at the recently concluded Vietnamese International Film Festival, which showed all sorts of films, including very sexually explicit films from Vietnam. So times change, but times do not. This is Dan Sang signing off with Subversity, this online edition of Subversity. <laughs>